0: You have reached Carolina Living Insurance, an independent insurance agency. Carolina Living Insurance, this is Jared speaking. How can I help you?
1: Jared, it's Joey Gingola.
0: Hey, Joey. How's it going?
1: Good. How you doing, sir?
0: Doing wonderful.
1: This is insurance in your own words from the people who are living and breathing it every day and are struggling to figure out where this industry is going and what they need to do to stay ahead. Hosted by me, Joey Gingola into it.
0: Yeah, I really think that it's, it's mostly the, the just doing it and not, not worrying about the quality. And not, see that I don't want to say not worrying about the quality because I want to worry about the quality, but I want to put out a product first. And I think that's like reviewing what I did last year. I'd really love to increase how I can use it and make it more useful to the purpose of it. Because, I mean, in the end, we're all running businesses. So creating a video because I like to create a video is not really, that's part of it. I want to make sure that I can use it. Of course you do.
1: That was my good buddy, Jared Bellman of Carolina Living Insurance in slightly humid Hendersonville, North Carolina. I don't, that doesn't make sense. I have no idea why I'm giving weather reports, forecasts. Uh, It's probably warmer down there than here. I guess is where we'll leave it. And he's talking about, well, Hey, I don't want to just make a video to make a video. And that's never really a good thing, but you do sometimes just need the practice. Um, and he wants to, you know, be able to use it. You know, he wants to, I mean, he doesn't want to be too slowed down by the idea of quality. That's the, that's yeah. Yeah, do that, Jared, because that's a good idea. Um, you don't want, I mean, well, all right. As you you kind of had your own little moment of inner turmoil in front of us there, you're like, I, I want to focus on quality, but I don't really. And it's this sort of, you just got to move things out the door. And, and Jared, we've kind of mentioned this in several different places. Um, you know, the more you move things out the door, the more things that you move out the door that are not maybe uh where you would exactly want them it just can, it just slowly and gradually raises that that bar right of what is good getting out the door what is coming out the door and that and the quality of that work when you first start it's pretty terrible it's pretty ter- it's traumatic it's ter- it's terrific it's a whole lot of different things that you don't want to really look directly in the eye because you're not sure what's going to happen as you continue along those paths and journey you're going to find that well hey listen some of this stuff uh you know it's actually working and it's looking better and it's getting better and the quality it is improving it is going up and so is your self-esteem and life is good right all things are working here you're you're getting to make the videos you're getting to improve the quality i will preface and say yes we are all in business here and we're all trying to make some money, but just the secret little edge here is I think the one or the two people that are willing to just give it a little extra something, a little nudge, a little smidge, a little smattering, a little splash, a little twinkle of something that is a little bit beyond the, I just need to finish this thing because, or, um, you know, I don't have time, For this, uh, whatever the case is, if you can really focus and hone in on it, if you give yourself that chance, I think you'll like the results because if it doesn't work, you can always try something else.
0: One of my goals this year is to maybe do more interview stuff where I could podcast or have a recording or have a video where I'm the expert on a HE7 homeowner's policy and be able to email that out to someone who's interested in that HE7 homeowner's policy instead of just putting on YouTube, sharing it on social media and hoping people use it.
1: I'm going to say yes and no on that one, Jared. There's, There's a few things that I agree. There's a few things that I don't. Um okay yeah let's do some interviews let's maybe sneak on a podcast uh the the challenge that you will face and I I'm going to call my good friend Terry Greer of Strive Insurance down in lovely Austin Texas who did his own podcast um when in Austin is actually his Twitter handle that's the name of the podcast when in Austin I believe and uh he did it for like a year he he, he ran a you know decent amount of epi- episodes Uh, However, he was finding that, you know, really wasn't, it it was, it was an awkward transition. It was an awkward ask to get from the, Hey, I'm interviewing you about just how awesome Austin is, but maybe let's talk about that uh, homeowner's policy that you're just, just really dying to get off your chest. Not exactly uh, something that is going to happen. And that's the downside. That's the danger of going after the interviews as you're going to, you're going to dramatically improve your network. I guess first thing, if you really want to improve the network of people that you are connected to do some type of regular interview for a year, two years, whatever. Um, You know, you just fill that thing with guests over and over again, every single week. Uh, Again, for, you know, a year or two, that's, you know, you know, 50 to a hundred people, um, that you've exposed your brain to and, and had a chat with and, and, you know, in some cases got free consulting. Um, so that's, you know, that's not a bad thing, but, um, don't necessarily hope that it's going to do something that it's not, uh, because it is hard to position yourself, um, as that community guy doing whatever pseudo public access you might have in mind versus now, what Jared is kind of saying, hey, I want something maybe a little more in between, a little more practical that I can you know, proactively give to the people that have already done business to me. Well, how can I do all of those things? Because you just want to make sure that you can use it. And if you can't, then that's where things get a little interesting. That's when they get a little troubling because you're, I mean, well, well you've wasted the time to do that thing. And, and you've, you will, you will kill years, years, not months. Well, I mean, if you're, if you're a quick, quick learner and you're really good at pointing out when things go wrong, why they go wrong and how you can fix them, then maybe not, but yes, but no matter what comes next or who you think you need to be talking to or what needs to work the right way, it's all going to happen a little bit easier when you have a niche.
0: So up until now, I would say no. I mean, we've been a pretty, we're a two-man agency, so um, we've been pretty generalized up to now and really started as a let's do it all. Yeah. And so obviously that doesn't work forever. So this year my big goal is to, I don't necessarily say niche, but find that market of relocation, new homeowners, people moving into the area, because I do do the health insurance And the homeowners and the PNC side, and we do a little bit of commercial, but but really more focused on that obtaining those that type of client. And so the videos I want to do this year are to target that type of client. You know,
1: I mean, first things first. Go ahead and call it a niche, Jared. Why not? I mean, that's what it is. Sure. And yeah, maybe that works. And maybe 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 the interview thing actually has some legs in this scenario if you're really focused on those relocation people relocators something like that you know you could do the 16 essential places you need to go in Hendersonville before it's too late i don't know something like that right and uh, or you know um talking about you know the things that these people these relocation people should be doing who they should be doing it with introducing them to some small business owners you know maybe some type of i don't know this, this sounds interesting you know, maybe some type of hey, if you're new in town, these are some people that you need to know. Like, hey, you need a, you need somebody to fix your car, this is the guy to go to. Hey, you need a doctor, this is your man you know, like basically like, you know, creating a word of mouth kind of like these are the people these are these are the people in town, right? These are the people in town. There might be some you know, maybe there's some backdoor dealings in there of who actually gets that spot. I don't know. You know, I'm not I'm not gonna tell you how to How to run your life, Jared. But I mean maybe. I mean if you want to keep it on the up and up and just go with the best. I mean, or you know, which whoever has the deepest pockets. I don't know. Just I'm just saying. There might be something there. But the most important thing is that you have it figured out maybe to who it is that you wanna talk to. The more challenging part is is if you'll find enough of those people to do the thing that you want to do and you ultimately make money at it. You know, what uh, how many policies do you need to get? What's the, you know, what's the commission? How much is the profit margin versus the amount of time you're going to spend on the sale? These are all things that you're going to want to know and or at least somewhat have ballpark. Just a vague idea as to your chances of not breaking even because there's nothing worse than selling and selling and selling and selling. And then it's like, hey, wait a second. Um, I didn't make any money. Because you just either there wasn't enough, or the just you weren't you were spending too much time. It's just a labor-intensive piece of business to acquire, and or you know maybe it's going to increase. Maybe you're going to pick up some lines over the course of a year or two or three, but let's just not leave that up to a hope, a wish, and a dream. Because you're going to want some type of step-by-step path if that's your angle, right? If we're just going to bring in a lower kind of overall margin piece of business, then you are going to certainly want something a little more firm. It doesn't need to be concrete, but firm would do to where it says, all right, they enter as a health insurance client and and by the time they're done, we want them to have, you know, maybe some life insurance, Uh, uh, you know, maybe we want them to have some car insurance, obviously, home insurance, and maybe an umbrella policy, right? You want to, those are the things that you want to get to, and you just got to know how you're going to get to them because, you know, too many times they, you know, if if people do jump into the content game, you know, they start creating and they're like, well, I don't even really know what's going to happen when the phone does ring, and if that thing, if that piece of business is going to be profitable for their agency, otherwise they're going to be in a little bit of trouble because it's basically changing the course of action again, right in front of your eyes. And that's what, you know, Jared's kind of mentioning, as long as he thinks he's got enough volume, if he's got enough people and, you know, the pay's decent, the commission's good, then go for it. But don't be afraid to call it a niche because, you know, it actually is a niche. So ultimately, what we can kind of take away from all of this is that, yeah, I mean, it's okay to try some new stuff and it's okay to maybe not worry about as good as it might need to be in your head. That might be something that you can forego, but at the same time, always do the best that you can with whatever you do have available to you equipment wise, just a full disclosure. And then finally, you know, this whole thing is only going to work and or work better and faster and stronger if you actually, do pick something that is a little specific, even possibly the tiniest, a bit narrow, to focus on within your agency because then that's going to tell those people who they need to talk to and then it's going to tell you how and where to talk to those people. All right, I was um, was at my daughter's preschool graduation. Tonight, and I'm just I don't. I mean, it's a nice, nice town. It's a nice schoolish thing, I think. But still, I'm always surprised. There's always just that handful of people that show up, and uh, and you're like, man, like, what made you think your pajamas was was a solid choice? I mean, and we all want to be comfortable. What's like the minimum amount? You know, where where do you draw the line? Because I feel like if you're a dude having sleeves might be one of those things. And just rolling into a preschool graduation, granted it is preschool, you know, sans sleeves. It's just something, and you're like middle-aged, like you have plenty of time to know better. I mean, I don't know if that makes it better or worse, or if it's more excusable when you get to a certain age. like, nah, he's like, he's old. This dude wasn't that old. Like he was like like slightly past his prime of like knowing better, whatever. like there's a dude rocking uh you know honestly a cut off sleeve shirt at the graduation I'm like man like just even like a nice t-shirt I think is kind of where I would ultimately draw a line I mean personally I stepped it up to the you know button down uh but I mean I mean I don't know I'm just curious am I being too uppity am I being a little too persnickety in this in this instance, am I being a little too demanding of my of my fashion at preschool graduation, and/or what's the worst fashion? I don't know if these are necessarily faux pas. I think these are just poorly run like ways of life, basically. If we have to just get down to it, I think there are things that we might question beyond just the sleeveless shirts in this scenario. But what's yours, Joey at AgencyNation.com. and I would really like to, I'd be curious, uh, some, you know, do, do, we, do we have any, like, socks and sandals situations happening? I mean, like, I had, like, a dude, like, rocking a Colorado Rockies jersey, and we're in Ohio, just outside of Cleveland. I mean, it was a curious choice. I don't know if he was from Colorado. I really didn't stop to get the details or the backstory. Curious nonetheless. Joey at agencynation.com. And if you always want to make sure that you are dressed to the nines when it comes to your agency's ability to communicate in the digital world, well, then why don't you head on over to, uh, what does Ryan call it, Uh, the most dynamic, that's it, newsletter in the insurance industry. Agencynation.com slash newsletter. That's agencynation.com slash newsletter. And
0: uh, come hang out with me on Sunday.